so the, so the presentation is called Making News by Doing Business or Doing Business by, by, by Making News and what these kind of games, these games or game awards. My, my idea was to draw the attention or make some reflections on the relationship between business and, between business and journalism or more precisely between management and journalism. Um, so not that much no, um, by, I precise that it's management because my idea is not precisely to say uh, something like journalism has become more commercial or to be interesting in the marketing, but more in the management and organizational issues or more issues like efficiency or cost cutting or these kind of things. Um, all right, so I, uh, my interest in this, in, this, um, in this relationship started when I, during my uh, dissertation study at Il Sole 24 Ore, which is the financial newspaper in Italy, the largest one. Uh, and it started because just before Christmas, when I was there, I started in September 2007 and, and finished in March 2008. And when I was there just before Christmas, um, the newsroom decided to, uh, to strike. Uh, so the newspaper didn't go didn't go to to uh, to sale just just before Christmas. The reason why they were striking was uh, was that one was that a former journalist that had gone to be uh, that had become human resource manager, the director of personnel, had been called had been um, had been welcomed back uh, in the newsroom. So this person that used to work in the newsroom had gone to the management rooms uh, and then uh, the newsroom found a piece of paper signed by the CEO saying that this person could go back in the newsroom as head editor without any specific section. And the newsroom thought, uh, the journalists thought that you, this was absolutely outrageous, that you could never ever do this because a, a person that has gone in on, on the other side of the wall is, I mean, is never... Uh, is never welcome back. Uh, so I thought that wow, this is something that is, <laughs> this is something that is very peculiar uh, and very interesting. Also because this person had was uh, used to be a journalist, so it's some kind of idea of you know if you go out, if you go on the other side of the of the bridge, uh, you can never come back. So the idea, um, this also uh, kind of is, is described into a context in which, uh, in which the journalists called the newsroom newsroom and the rest of the organization company. So they refer to, there is the newsroom and then there is the company. So they, they refer to the rest of the organization as the company uh, and, uh, and in the company is who, whatever and whoever is not journalist. Whatever is not journalism and whoever is not journalist. Uh, so I started to to think of so now to think of what what is then this this relationship how how is this relationship between journalism and management um, uh, practiced uh, and I try to to play around different different kind of theoretical concepts um, that are that are not that that are not that. Um, I don't have I don't have my conceptual conceptual toolbox one can say, but I have three main ideas that I that I work with. One is the idea of treating management and journalism as, as institutional logics, meaning kind of logics that draw on a wider kind of societal 
um, uh, institutions and also logics that are beyond this specific organization and um, as, as uh, Thorn, uh, Thornton and Okaja uh, define them very, very much cognitive uh, cognitive uh, tools or you know mindsets that then would guide practice. Uh, the point is then, the, or the uncomfort that I have with the institutional logics is that they are very cognitive. So my approach would be more how would they, what does it mean in practice? The other thing about institutional logics is that is often, they are often portrayed as in conflict. They are often portrayed in opposition. So it's, the institutional logics are often portrayed as characterizing fields. For example, in the field of publishing, there would be the cultural logics of, of, of publishing or you know, of literature, and then there would be the, com the commercial or market logic of, of selling. And this logic are often portrayed in, in opposition to each other. Uh, but I think there are much more complicated relationships, or my experience is that there are, there are more complicated relationships than only opposition. Uh, with each other. Uh, the, second, the second theoretical concept that I, that I play with uh, is the concept of, or that I would like to play with, is, is a concept that is derived from Boltanski and Thévenot, uh, which is the, with, with, in their own justification, which is more the concept of, of worth. Of worth. Of, so defining journalism and management is two different sets uh, is two different or orders of worth uh, that define in a different way what, what makes good news, what is good here. So uh, two different kind of sets of, of, of values and practices that, that, that discuss and negotiate what is good, with the idea that on the one hand journalism would like to have a lot of time and no limits and independence to define good news, and management would be more kind of the, the set of values that would... would, uh, would uh, would value more optimizing the cost revenue ratio, so saving costs, but also control and, and coordination, speeds and selection, as opposed to, to total freedom. And this is, of course, uh, some kind of extreme, but, but I think that the orders of worth somehow are more, uh, allows for, for more complicated and complex relationships uh, than, than the institutional logics do. Uh, and the third, uh, the third uh, concept that I play with uh, a little bit, or at least I started actually my postdoc project with this, uh, with this framework. Um, partly because I'm in a in a, in a postdoctoral, uh, or I'm a, I'm in a research group called Managing Overflow, that builds on the on Calon's idea, Michel Calon's idea of overflow, um, meaning that um, he 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 claims that framing and overflowing. Uh, are uh, one and the same, or are, are kind of interlinked uh, ideas in which uh, whatever frame you put around something that also creates overflow. So the fact that you know markets are made in a certain way that creates that creates overflow. So my idea of, of treating journalism and management as two different frames negotiating what is overflow is the idea of saying okay, but management puts creates overflow and at the same time manages it in the sense that okay, so if management wants to save costs, define whatever is not whatever is beyond a legitimate cost revenue ratio, um, overflow, waste, excess. Uh, so it would define as, for example, too much time, too much resources, too much autonomy of journalism, what journalism would define as necessary. So a little bit playing on the definition of, 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 of overflow. 
okay, but beyond beyond the fact that I don't that that I, you know, so this is not uh, a set in stone kind of <laughs> conceptual uh, toolbox that I that I that I use. I mean, the, my my approach to this is okay. So I want to actually I understand that in media studies there is this idea that management. Um, that management is opposed to the, to, uh, to journalism, or this, there is some kind somehow the idea of the church versus the state. Uh, but my 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 approach is okay that I want to go and see in practice what happens uh, when when news organizations actually make news. What happens around how is this thing organized, and from actions, uh, from practices, maybe derive logics if we want to call them logics or orders of worth. So I take a little bit the opposite approach than started from from the fact that there is uh, an opposition. And I I done I've tried to do this reasoning around three main uh, three main cases that I think show different different forms that these relationships take. Uh, this relationship between journalism and management take. Um, so the, fir the, the first case is Il Sole 24 Ore, which is my dissertation study, uh, and it's the largest financial newspaper. Um, the second case is Rue uh, 89, on which probably I will spend most time now, uh, because it's the case that, I, that I'm working on uh, right now. Uh, and the third case, so it's an online, uh, it's, a pure, it's a French pure player, um, and the third one is Göteborg's Posten, which is a local newspaper in Sweden, uh, in Gothenburg in particular, generalist local newspaper, where I also did a smaller study, but I studied uh, the development of a couple of iPad applications. Um, all right, but let me just uh, start from by from Il Sole 24 Ore because there is where I got the idea that there was this opposition. Uh, I mean, I had, of course, I guess that I had somewhere in my mind the fact that media studies talk about this opposition, but I kind of saw it in practice for the first time. Uh, at this organization, I did an organizational ethnography that lasted six months. I mean, the, the main core, the core of this ethnography. It was an almost full-time ethnography. I mean, observation-based uh, study where, of course, I also interviewed people and I observed uh, meeting and, and work, work practices, mainly in the newsroom because uh, the idea was to do both newsroom and management rooms, but the newsroom happened to be, happens to be much more open than the management rooms, so I ended up being spending a lot of time in the, in the newsroom, which makes for, I think, interesting methodological points as well. But uh, I mean, it's quite a classical ethnography. And what I did is that I rotated in different, uh, in I rotated in different sections of this newsroom. The newsroom has about 250, 300, 300 journalists. So I rotated in different sections, spending like a week here and a week there, and rotating for a couple of times. Uh, that's also quite quite um, quite uh, standard ethnography. I did it in between 2007 and 2008, and that was the time I did it at, at precisely at that time because they had a project which they called integration, in which they wanted to 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 increase the cooperation between online and paper, and at the same time they were also launching this new version of the website, uh, which would. Uh, which would be the symbol of integration and which was meant to also to push uh, to push interactivity. It was 2007, so now it sounds quite 
uh, quite old, but it's actually, I mean, at that time, uh, interactivity was the buzz of the, of the days. All right, so I mean, so it's a quite a big organization. Uh, the the journalists uh, on the slide it's written 460 journalists, but it's not only uh, on it, it's not only in Milan. It's all over the world. Um, and 1,700 employees. It's all the uh, it's not only the newspaper, but it's the whole group because it's only 24 hours. Has a newspaper, a radio, has a professional publishing magazines uh, branch, um, has also uh, a news agency, so a financial news agency uh, that they have bought a few years ago, uh, and they had a trial also with TV, and they, should, they had shut down TV. But in any case, so it's it's a, it's quite a big enterprise. Um, all right, and that's the newspaper. It's very similar to Financial Times, I would say, and Financial Times is, I guess, that one can say that it's an explicit model for them. Uh, also, in London, the correspondent actually sits at Financial Times uh, facilities. So, uh, this was the old uh, newspaper, uh, sorry, the old website when I started there. What's interesting about this website was, I mean, was that uh, in these blue boxes that there are on the, um, there also on the on the on the right of the website. Uh, now the colors are a little bit uh, shading on the on the on the projector. But uh, on the right there are some blue boxes, and then there are some. There should be pink boxes in this uh, in this, and these pink boxes are supposed to uh, to. Um, to present some news, or to promote some particular news. And if you click on the pink box, you would go to an article, and then from the article you can, you can access some other website also. On the, blue, the blue boxes are supposed to be filled by marketing people. Uh, so they are not, technically the journalists can go on t in these blue boxes, but they are not supposed to go because this is the marketing space uh, and it's internal marketing in the sense that it's promotion of other websites. Uh, but in this, in this case, for example, these two websites are not made by the journalists. They are made by external content producers. So this was a way to, to actually signal and inscribe in the website, in the object itself, that there is a division between uh, what is journalistic content and what is not journalistic content, um, which is which created some interesting cases when some, for example, some junior journalist uh, by by accident published their news in the blue box instead of the or instead of the pink box. But this uh, this distinction uh, disappeared in the new version of the website, and the reason why, well, the, the justification that they give. Uh, is that, oh, this was only an internal distinction, it doesn't make any difference for, for, for the reader. Uh, so the website in this form has been designed by Casas and e Associates in the, the web design firm in Barcelona. It was launched the 31st of October 2007. Uh, and uh, the, the innovation of this of this kind of of this website was beside the fact that it has a little bit more air than the previous one also uh, the idea that it allows for more interactivity than than it used to be and also it's the time when when uh, news organizations believe that that it's uh, it's useful for the readers to person to personalize uh, their own website uh, so for example one of the one of the of the 
um, titles up there below in Sole 24 Ore, it's Mai 24. And that was supposed to be the place where people could actually construct their own web page, the world, the world, uh, their own homepage. But it didn't, it didn't really work. Uh, all right, and the website looks very different from what it looks today, but that's because they had another redesign uh, from Mario Garcia, I think, from New York. Uh, all right, so 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 this is the the newsroom where I was in. So 250, 300 journalists, uh, mainly in Milan, a little bit in Rome. What is interesting about this division of, of, of labor and division of, um, I mean, the placing people uh, around uh, is that so most of the journal, I mean, the, the, the graphic assistants, which is uh, what, which is the, the basically the occupation that used to be these typographists that were, ty that were actually working in the printing plant, a lot of them uh, were reconverted uh, into some function in the in the newsroom, technical functions in the newsroom. All these people that take care of, of content management system and of design in the, the, the pages are placed in Milan. Uh, and none of them are placed in none of them is placed in Rome, which means that when Rome actually designed the pages on paper and then send the fax to Milan and they put the pager on, on the computer and then they they look at the computer and then they spend a lot of time on the phone to actually adjust the page. And that uh, is also a consequence of some kind of union, union war. I mean, it's a historical trace of union of conflicts between unions and uh, and technological change. All right. So in this newsroom, uh, what I saw was that there was a defense of of the profession that took of the journalistic profession. Then I mean, um, that took. They took different forms. Uh, it was supposed to be so the, the journalists were very strong in um, in defending themselves, at least you know verbally, in defending themselves against ownership, against advertisers, and against managers. Uh, against uh, ownership, they were so. There is part of the issue is that Il Sole 24 Ore is owned by the Confederation of Employers, which is, and they, they write about financial news. So the journalists claim that in order to, to keep their credibility, they have to, um, to defend themselves against, against the long hand of the owner. Um, from advertisers, that meant that none of the no, none of the advertising agents could actually come into the newsroom or call the journalist. It would be it was absolutely outrageous if somebody would pick up the phone and, and call and, and talk to the journalist. And from managers, I mean, the idea was precisely that, for example, the the personnel manager or the human resource manager is also made by. Apart from 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 technical and legal things, is actually made by uh, the is performed by the editor in chief. So it's actually the editor in chief, the only one that is in charge of choosing who comes into the newsroom, uh, and nobody else is is allowed uh, to do that. Um, so on the one hand, uh, what 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 was also interesting about it, and and what's interesting about it, and I don't think it's a it's it's a reasoning that um, that I make that I think it can be questioned. But but my my when I wrote my dissertation, my idea was to look into what how what what role does the, the technology play in shaping this relationship? Uh, what what does it mean to um, what how what 
what form does the relationship between journalists and management take on the newspaper and on the web? And can, 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 can the very technology act in a different way so that the, the relationship takes a different form? Uh, in, in search also for some kind of inscription of the form that this relationship takes on the very technology. Uh, so, for example, I claim that, all right, but this technology on the newspaper is quite a conflictual technology and it's, a techno it's quite a conflictual relationship. And it's a relationship in which so the, the two logics are separated and the two logics correspond to two different groups. So the journalism is in the newsroom and the management is in the company. So there is no really mixture between management and, and, uh, and newsroom, journalism and company, which is a particular form in which this, this, uh, this relationship takes place, the kind of the association between the logic and the, profession and the occupational group. Um, so what I, what I claim is that because the newspaper is made in the way it's made, this, 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 uh, this relationship takes the form of an opposition. I mean, the, there is a strict distinction between advertising and journalistic content. Uh, the, uh, the management cannot interfere with, with the news work. That means that nobody of the managers or the marketing people come, come into the newsroom. Or, and, and it means also that there is, in the very newsroom, there is one position, which is called secretary of the newsroom, that takes care of dealing with this relationship. So it's very you know, filtered uh, between the two occupational groups. Um, okay, no phone calls are allowed by the advertising department. Um, and also, um, th the, there are continuous negotiations be between each of the of the of the newspaper of the newsroom sections and somebody in the central desk uh, that takes care of, of distributing the ads on the newspaper but this is a negotiation that happens between the head editor of, of each section and one person in the central uh, office so nobody else you know people uh, the 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 web i mean the the pages are designed starting from blocking out the advertising space so they don't even know well, i mean they know that it's that advertising so they don't write on that company but it, this is something that they they left out they leave they leave out before actually starting designing their uh, their page so there is some kind of it's not a distribute it's not a kind of a distributed contact between between the two the two groups on the web and it, uh, maybe it's not that much of a it's not a technological determinism argument it's not it's not that the web because it's the web uh, determines a different relationship but i think it's an occasion because it's a new because it's a new uh, object uh, and because it creates some kind of new entrepreneurial uh, venture it's an occasion to actually uh, change the relationship the established relationship between journalism and management or practice it in a different way what happens there is in particular that also on the web there is no ratio between how much advertising content we should have and how much journalistic content we should have so that also that that the, the whole enterprise starts from the fact that uh, well uh, since it's impossible to measure the space we can have it's, it's not that we should have 80-20 or 70-20, or so that also creates a different kind of re reciprocal way, uh, weight. Um, 
there's no need for continuous negotiation, which also means that there's no need for, for continuous reinforcement, that we are two different enterprises here and that we're two different logics or two different groups, because the space for advertising is, is fixed. Uh, what, what also happens on the website is on a lot of on the main website and on, on smaller website is that the contact between the marketing and the managers and the journalists is much closer and much more diffused um, and it happens on a daily basis uh, it, hap it happens because they it's it's much more of a, of a feeling of new product development group so they work in team between between the marketing people and the management people and the the, the journalists to 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 develop the new product and to uh, to promote the the new product which ultimately means that also maybe the criteria for judging the success are different also in the newsroom uh, than they are on the paper uh, all right so I uh, so this what, what I observed at the 24 hours is the case in which okay yes there is this opposition which is an interesting thing uh, and for me it was also interesting to observe that this idea that that journalism belongs to the newsroom and management belongs to the company so this this you this kind of unidirectional association between uh, logics or norms and an occupational group uh, so I, I, I said, okay, but let, then I want to study more or less the same issue or this relationship, what, what, how form, what form this relationship takes in other contexts and in other kinds of enterprises. Uh, also because I had observed that, okay, on the web, maybe it's not because of the web, but it's, I mean, the, the, the feeling of a new enterprise sets a different, a different uh, context in which this relationship takes place. So I chose two other organizations. Uh, one is Rue 489 and the other one is Göteborg's Posten. Uh, partly also because Göteborg's Posten is in Sweden. Uh, so Rue 489, I, I chose Rue 489 because I've heard, I've had, I had heard about Rue 489. Uh, and I was interested by this idea of, uh, of entrepreneurship. I was interested uh, in this idea of, of how does this relationship between how do journalists that have been journalists all their life, how do they approach management when they become entrepreneurs? If they do at all approach management, what, is the, what do they do when they have to deal with money and not only with, with the news? Money and time and, and organizational resources. So I, I, I did this study, uh, or this study I got access to the field um, together with Pablo Bochkowski. Uh, so our study um, started in December 2011 when we visited the no sorry 2010 when we visited the, the the site together and conducted some interviews and then I was there in the field uh, doing also a classic quite a classic organizational ethnography for more or less uh, four months between the end of, of February and the beginning of July 2011 and I went back in October 2011 during the socialist primary elections and I went back in April for the for the presidential elections all right so and uh, the study that I conducted is quite a classic ethnographic study. So I interviewed everybody that, that worked in, in uh, which was about 25 people, uh, between 25 and, and 30. 
Uh, I interviewed them a couple of, I mean, uh, several times. I also interviewed some bloggers that they uh, that write blog for Rue 89, and I interviewed some of the readers of Rue 89. The idea was to to get the. I mean, to get what they call, to get a, a more or less a sense of what they call the three circles of, of news. Uh, and to get a sense of what kind of relationship, what kind of organization the Rukatrovanov is. Um, we were also interested in, in, their, in their role uh, in, in, the, in their role in practicing institutional innovation in France, because they have been the first generalist news, uh, on, news online only website organization and also uh, yeah they have I mean it's it's certainly uh, a recognize a well-recognized brand at least is at least in journalism so we were also interested in this idea of, of, of their kind of innovation power innovation ability um, all right there is also a movie that has been I don't know if you have seen it but there is a movie that has been made on um, uh, so we collected the movie also and also all the videos of news meeting that the, the that the director of the documentary had made for when when she when she was when she was studying the Rukatranov. Alright, so so now we have a lot of material. But what's the story that, that um what's the story of Rukatranov? I know, I mean you you have um you have written about it, but I'll I'll uh, I'll tell you anyway. So once upon a time, uh, there were there was uh, Pierre. Uh, that was working as a as a as a correspondent for Liberation first. Uh, well, first he was he was working. I mean, in the first part of the 2000, he was working as a as a as a Chinese correspondent for Liberation. He came back, I think, at the end of two. I mean, in 2005, and he was some kind of vice uh, chief editor at the at Liberation. Pascal was working as a, uh, he was mainly covering economy and he was correspondent in, uh, in Washington uh, in around 2006 or, uh, and, before, uh, and before that. Um, and, uh, and he also for Liberation. Uh, Laurent uh, is, the, is as, as you see, the young, uh, is a little bit younger than Pascal and, and Pierre, who, has, who, 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 have, who, who are around 50 or over 50 years old. So Laurent was also a correspondent in, in New York for Liberation, around 2006 and, and a little bit before that. Um, and then there is a fourth uh, journalist whose name is Arnaud, who was working as an editor, like as a copy editor or central desk editor in Liberation. Um, these these people, uh, or well, let me say, let me rephrase it. Pierre, Pascal, and Laurent, when they were correspondent um, abroad, they started a blog. I mean, each of them start, uh, started their blog. And they always tell the story that since we started the blog, we realized that the, the web was giving us incredible possibilities to actually interact and talk with the reader. So through the blog, they kind of discovered the possibility of interaction and the possibility to talk to, 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 to the user, to the users. Um, they, so their idea was to create a website uh, in which uh, they could use this possibility offer, offered by the web, but they could hold uh, the kind of they could ho hold the, pref the professionalism of journalists. So they could hold the fact that journalists are still the, the ones that that that, uh, that put the stamp on 
uh, on the news uh, at last, uh, and the ones that actually verify information and rewrite pieces um, and, and decide what, I mean, what's the priority of news. Uh, so they had the idea of some kind of web enterprise that was going in this direction, not really citizen journalism, but some kind of inspiration to it, but holding I mean, the, the, the journalistic ideas. Uh, they presented this, this, uh, this idea to Liberation. They got, uh, they got on board also a, a kind of a, tech, a technology expert whose name is Michel. Uh, that you also write about in, in your report. Uh, they proposed this idea to Liberation, where, where uh, the four of them were working, but Liberation was in crisis at the end of 2006, did not understand the project, as they say, so they didn't want to get on board on this project. So what they did is that they left Liberation and they founded a new, they started working on the new project, uh, which was Rue 489. This pro they started working on this project, they met every week in a cafe or at Pierre's place or, or at, an, at another Liberation journalist's place uh, every week. Uh, and they managed to gather, to, to create a buzz in the Parisian community. Uh, and and they, were, they were actually holding co uh, meetings that were some kind of open meetings. So this, they had weekly meetings on Tuesdays where they, people came and, go, came and go all the time and went all the time and discussed what shall we do with this? What, what, how can we, can we be different? And what can we do that, um, that, that the traditional press, press cannot do? All right, so, so the idea of Rue 89, as it came out, is the idea of, of kind of associating the three circles. Uh, so the uh, the journalists, the experts, and the readers. And the, if you, I mean, if you ask them, their uh, their their core idea is the idea of involving the user, but not leaving the keys to them. So it's not like Agora Box. Um, or, uh, and and the interesting thing also was that all right, so they had the idea of the three circles and and opening up the information. Uh, at the beginning, when they opened, when they launched the website, all the journalists, I mean, everybody, uh, also the users that are, that are registered, have some kind of user page where you can put a picture. In the picture, uh, at the beginning, there used to be these three little squares. Uh, you would have a different, a different, you know, red square depending on if you belong to the journalists, the experts, or the, or the readers. This is to say that okay, and that's another one there. Uh, these are two journalists. So that is to say that it's. I find particularly interesting the idea that yes, it's it's open, and I mean they they had the idea of involving the readers since the beginning, but this was clearly the the belonging to one of these circles was clearly signaled to uh, to the readers so that you wouldn't confuse. The re, uh, like a reader that writes uh, with a journalist that, that writes. Um, they, okay, so the, the very, the very beginning, beginning they, they started the project with, yes, they incorporated the company in April 2007. So they started the project with the, the, the website with the idea that they wanted to, to uh, shake uh, the Parisian or the, the French uh, information system. Um, but they also had immediately the idea that this should be an enterprise. So they put money into a company, they incorporated the website, um, and, um, and th so it was kind of a legal company. At the same time, they are, uh, you know, so they have this ideology of openness, or they have this, you know, strong culture of being open, and they also are clearly 
more or less openly left-wing, left-leaning, uh, left-leaning um, uh, oriented. I mean, they are left-leaning. Uh, so they, they, both their users are left-leaning and themselves, the organization is left-leaning. So there is also quite a strong idea of equality uh, and some kind of association feeling of everybody is involved in decision-making and um, and we are, I mean, a family feeling, also because it was a small organization. So they started in, in Pierre's uh, kitchen, as they always say, or I guess that this is, the, this is the, the living room, but this is the evening when they actually launched. Um, they, um, the first place where they actually, um, they actually moved was a garage uh, that was offered by one of the readers that started reading them and said oh you know what i like you i know that you don't have an office i you might you might want to sit here so they moved to this to this garage and there you see uh, that they were still all of them um, then they moved to the first real office was was a place where a lot of small enterprises are um, a, lot, a lot of small innovative enterprises were, were placed, so they were paying rent, but some kind of uh, municipality subsidized uh, rent. And this, was, this is their, their newsroom. This, they, they stayed there between 2007 and 2010. In the course of this time, um, the organization changed, changed quite a bit. They went from being like 10 people to being around 25, 20, 25 people. Um, their 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 kind of their their users increased. Okay, so their viewers increased, their visitors increased, uh, and they reached about in 2010. They were about uh, between a million and a million and a half. Let's say a million and a half. They so they got on board new people. Um, at the same time, they did. They were not able to reach break even. Uh, so. Breakeven was one of their one of the founders' goal. Uh, so the, the founders held uh, quite strongly the discourse of we should we, we need absolutely to reach breakeven in order to be independent. So the idea of place of the idea of the importance of reaching breakeven and the importance of the of be, of doing good as an enterprise uh, comes as a you know as a necessary as a necessary step to actually reach independence and then journalistic independence um, so since they, they have they haven't reached breakeven so so per periodically the money was you know they were going out of money. So what they did is that they increased uh, capital uh, three uh, three times between uh, three biggest capital increases, and then they had a couple of smaller capital increases where they asked money to friends. So the way they constructed the the, the their uh, the shareholding uh, structure of the company was that Rue 89 is a legal so corporation. Uh, that is owned by the three founders. That was owned by the three by the by four founders, uh, because Michel left. The, the technology expert left. Uh, it, it's all, it was owned by some major investors, and then it was owned by two other smaller uh, companies. One was called the Inhabitants of Rue 89, which was the company of the employees. 
uh, that were given shares into this smaller company as a compensation of their volunteer work in the beginning. So only the employee that had worked, uh, that had worked for free in the first six months of the company actually got shares in these inhabitants, not the employee that came afterwards and had the salaries. And then another small company called uh, the Friends of Rue which was, uh, which had like 60 uh, shareholders, putting very small amount, like 10,000 euros um, amount of money for to finance some of these capital increases. Um, in 2009 also, what happened at the end of 2009 uh, was that one of the founders of Rue 89, the youngest one, so Arnaud, uh, left the company. And he, his position in the company was, uh, he was vice chief editor or vice editor in chief. This was a dramatic, was, this was a, a kind of a quite a shocking step for the organization. This was quite a, quite a dramatic change for the organization, mainly because he was mainly because, at least as the journalists tell it, mainly because first, this was the first time when people in the organization realized that it's possible to leave Rue <laughs> 89. And the second reason was that, so this person was kind of a link between the older founders and the younger journalists that were working for for Rue So he kind of played the link, being able to play with the youngest journalist and at the same time uh, talk to the older, to, 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 uh, to the founders and being one of the founders. Um, so after that, so after he left, uh, they, they told me that the organization went through some kind of, you know, it was difficult internally. Another journalist uh, took the place of, of Arnaud, uh, a female journalist, and this journalist that was then making a career step from, from being a journalist to being a, a vice editor-in-chief, um, she, she tried to get legitimacy in order to do this, whatever she, she needed, I mean, what was her role, but it was very difficult to get the legitimacy. She, she wanted to structure uh, the, the newsroom. She wanted to have, like, I mean, in a very practical sense, she wanted to have Excel sheets. Where, uh, where you would write every day, she would write every day the name of the journalist and what, what topic they should cover. Um, uh, she, wanted, she wanted to have more, more structure and a structural formal organization, and there were a lot, I mean, some of the oldest journalists, or some of the journalists that were there since the beginning, they were very much fighting against this because they felt controlled instead of uh, instead of this, um, this climate atmosphere of complete freedom that there is in the, in the newsroom and in the spirit of, New of Rue 89. So after six months, uh, she felt that she was, she was neither a founder, so holding shares, nor one of the other journalists, so she felt uncomfortable and then she left the company. And this position is now occupied by another journalist that has been there since, the, since October 2011, so now it's been one and a half year more or less, and it seems to go uh, well for her, but it's a difficult, I mean, it's a tricky position. Um, but after Arnaud left, and so people realized that, okay, it's possible to leave, another, between 2010 and 2011, uh, people left the organization so that at the, nowadays, so at the beginning of 2012, uh, the people that are still, the, the journalists that are still there since the beginning uh, are only 
two journalists, one of, the, one of which is living in, in, uh, in June. So from, from the initial organization, there is only one journalist that is still there. So the organization has gone through a lot of you know, people going, uh, going away and realizing that it's possible to go away. Some of them, actually a couple of them went to Ovni and then they, since Ovni had some problems, they had to, they were kind of, yeah, they had to leave also. Uh, and this is, so in, in, uh, in uh, September, August 2010, they actually changed, changed the facilities again because they were growing and they, they, now they are in this kind of open space uh, newsroom facilities that are bigger than, uh, than the other ones. All, they also moved here because they have training programs, so they, they make money by doing training. And they didn't have a training room, so they found this space where they actually have a training room on the other side of the, of the picture. Uh, and this picture was taken in, in June last year. Um, so um, let's go through through this. So you, you, well, they, their business model. They constructed a business model quite early from the from the beginning. A business model that was based on advertising. Uh, but it was also based on diversification. So yes, they earn money in advertising, but their idea since very early, since June 2007, they actually start uh, designing other websites uh, and earning money by doing these services or training programs uh, or selling, uh, selling small things. Uh, in 2010, they also, in June 2010, they also launched a magazine. Uh, a, a print magazine, a monthly magazine, uh, which they closed uh, in, uh, the last number was in December 2011, so it lasted more or less one and a half year. Uh, and this, this uh, print magazine was created as a way to earn money and to establish a name in the print, uh, but it was also a way to give longer life to articles that were on the website. So the idea was that, okay, so we should not actually create new content, but we should just adapt the content from online to, to print. What this magazine created in terms of the relationship between journalism and management is that uh, it put more pressure on, on, the, on the journalists. The idea that, okay, so the journalists in the newsroom, the same people, are supposed to write for the website, uh, maybe adjust their articles for the magazine, and also do training program because it's made by the journalists. That created quite a lot of tensions in, for example, June 2010. So, uh, and then they, they, went, they went over, but I mean the diversification strategy, if you want to call it entrepreneurial strategy, had some kind of issues for, for, for the journalist. Uh, yes, and then let's take up this, yeah. So, the, the in, I mean there are a few interesting issues in this, in this uh, process of journalists becoming entrepreneurs and in the way they approach management. Uh, one of the things that, that that are interesting, I, uh, that I found particularly interesting, is that the breaking even argument, for example, were, were, was sold or promoted internally as a mean to reach higher journalistic goals. Uh, and it was promoted by people, the founders, that, that are journalists and they have been working as journalists, so that you know, you cannot, the journalists could not really question their legitimacy as journalists. Uh, so in a way, you know, the, the legitimacy of the management argument were coming into the newsroom, going through people that were journalists. Um, 
um, it's also interesting. So, so this create the, the the whole organization before it was bought up by uh, by Claude Pedriel uh, company that owns Nouvelle Ops, Nouvelle Observateur. Uh, the whole organization was very much focused on reaching break even, and this break even became a myth internally. Uh, that's why when they were bought by 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 Pedriel, um, the first kind of the first a shock that the journalist got and also the feeling of confusion was the feeling of wait a moment you told us that we were I mean you told us the break-even was so important uh, and then you sell the company and we don't even realize that you are selling the company so what, if, if break-even was very important to be independent what is our goal now that we are not that we are not uh, I mean independent in the in the in the capital sense of the term that were owned by a bigger group. Um, so, in a way, I mean, the, the, there is there is a moment now of renegotiation of the relationship between journalism and management because if you don't have the, the kind of the cost saving pressure any any longer, uh, what does I mean? What 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 does how does this relationship take place? Place. Uh, one of the other things that that was quite interesting. I think in this in this uh, in this acquisition process was that all right. So Rukatranov is a comp is a comp an organization that has been uh, in which one of the core values you might say is equality. That means that everybody and, and freedom of expression, which means that everybody can actually express it himself and also that. Um, I mean, it's an organization that has built their, its culture on the fact that the opinion of, of anybody is of the same of the same value. Uh, but the, what the acquisition did was to to put money on the different to put money and some kind of make more visible the differences between people in the organization because there were differences since the beginning. It's it's an incorporated company that ha has shareholders. There are both. There are. I mean, the, there is a hierarchical difference between the founders and the journalists. I mean, the, the differences have have always been there, but. And, and some of the you know tensions between the employees kind of and the, and the managers have always been there, but never so visible as the as the acquisition made them. So in the acquisition process, what is particularly interesting is that the the, the journalists constituted themselves as an as a group of employees uh, in a way they were not that that they were not doing before. Uh, they 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 got some kind of delegates of the of the of the employees that they, they never had before. Uh, so they put in place some kind of you know, process in which they recognize themselves. They recognize the founders as managers and themselves as employees, as a group. Um, and my my question here is then. If actually putting in pl place these these uh, practices and recognizing some kind of management group, uh, and also some kind of management practices and more structure, is actually uh, a way to to defend the organization and make it more more sustainable over time. Uh, I've written this this kind of this uh, passion for journalism is burning people before they were bought. Uh, 
uh, and I, met, I had made this, this, uh, this, I mean, this reflection because they, I mean, it's an organization in which they work very much, and they, the founders have been extremely, you know, worried about money and also working extremely hardly for 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 four four and a half years, five years now. Uh, so. I was questioning the fact that this is actually sustainable over time uh, as, a, as an entrepreneurial venture and also as a human beings. And then they, they were bought and I asked them if, if one of the reasons why they were bought was because they were very tired. But, uh, but it's, no, they, they say no, but they say in general that they are more um, serene. I mean, they are they're a little bit less, less uh, worried. So in this enterprise, the, what, what, I mean, in this enterprise, in a way, this relationship between journalism and management get, get, and management get, get um, interplays with with some other things that we can we can call entrepreneurship, or you know, it gets mi mixed with the idea that uh, with the, the 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 idea that we want to create something uh, which has certain goals, and this. This goal, uh, this creating something, sets a priority between journalism and management, and set management as a mean through which we have, to, or or more sets break even as a mean through which we we, we have to pass in order to reach that uh, that thing. Uh, but it was certainly so. My my the the conclusion is that it was certainly a, a more complex relationship that I expected, and also a totally different relationship than I that I had experienced at Il Sole 24 Ore. And uh, I mean, until until the acquisition, and probably even now that the that the, the organization is coping with 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 the after acquisition, uh, it was not an open opposition between uh, journalism and, law and management as as logics. Uh, all right, so then I will be short now. But but I studied uh, the development of two iPad applications at Giotto Boris Posten, uh, which is a local newspaper in in uh, in Gothenburg. What uh, what's, uh, what was interesting about this uh, the development of these two iPad applications that I mainly studied through interviews and few shadowing uh, days. Um, is the realization that all right, so the relationship between journalism and management doesn't necessarily have to be opposition, and it may even be that the management ideals go before the journalism. Uh, and this is maybe stretching a little bit uh, courageously, uh, but what my, in particular, I'm, I'm, I'm referring to the development of, of an application called Gepebind, which is uh, an application for um, for, for an application in which the, the news are mainly are mainly delivered through pictures, and then there is some text, uh, and also the development of this EGP, um, which is the uh, e, e newspaper, the electronic newspaper application. In that application, there is a part that comes directly from the website, so there is some kind of live update, and then there is the the e newspaper, the electronic newspaper. These two applications have a little bit different story. The, the, the Gepe Build application uh, is an application that it has been developed by Yoti Boris Posten together with, some, with a technology company that is owned by the same group as Yoti Boris Posten. has been developed internally in a, in a group called Digital Development Group at, at Yoti Boris Posten and has involved the technician and graphists and, um, and software developers. 
uh, in the spring 2011. Uh, at, uh, in August 2011, uh, this was this was to be launched in September 2011. So in August 2011, the group that developed this this application got on board a journalist that was supposed to be to work on this, and also a, a kind of a photo editor that was also supposed to work on this. Um, in 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 getting them on board, they started to to discuss and questioned uh, the very conception of this application. The conception of the application uh, was was built on on categories like Yotibori, um, uh, Sweden, world, um, culture and entertainment and sport, and also reader's picture. These, these categories are the same categories uh, that can be found on the website as well. The idea of building the, the whole application on these categories was, uh, was, was supported by, by the idea of uh, automatization and by the idea that, okay, so we should, we should uh, be able to publish in these categories so that the content goes automatically into this application uh, and the pictures are uh, placed in a chronological order. So there's no possibility to actually prioritize the, the, uh, the, the, the galleries in a different order than the chronological one. And this was something that the, you know, the journalist and the photo, and the photo editor um, resisted, or they tried to, to change, and they tried to, to, to put forward the idea that, but we, as a journalist, we need to be able to invent new categories, and we need to be able to prioritize based on some other criteria than time. Uh, this was not so. This was not put in place, uh, and finally, the the, uh, the 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 journalists and the editors found a way to not to invent new categories, uh, but to um, uh, to, for example, uh, to republish certain galleries uh, that were published uh, before a few few days ago, just to put them uh, first. So some kind of you know. Uh, recycling or republishing in order to change the date so that that gallery would stay on the front on the front uh, place for for a long time um, or longer than than uh, chronology would would allow all right so so in that case um, in that case it's it's I mean it's an interesting compromise between automatizing and and uh, and setting journalistic work against automatization. Uh, for EGP, what, what, what I was struck, uh, for the electronic newspaper application, what I was struck by was the very strong idea that we should not, we should make this only a technical project and nobody, no, the, I mean this should run independently from journalistic work. We don't want to put any extra human work into, into this application on a daily basis. Uh, so at GEPE, uh, what seems to be happening is that, well, there's no open conflict between management uh, and, and journalists. And the journalists take up very much this idea of cost saving and this idea of we should, 
increase our, our revenues and, and decrease our costs and also we should automatize. So the idea of automation is a very powerful uh, credo. Um, it's a very powerful credo that we can invest in technology but we can't invest in people. And investing in technology means that their dream is to produce content once for all and then be able this content to, pu to be published in any, in any channel, in any possible channel, whether it's iPhone or iPad or uh, or newspaper or any other product. Uh, yes, and there is also a lot of emphasis which might depend on cultural, like national cultural issues. There is also a lot of emphasis on we should make possible to, to we should make possible to make this product, for example, the GP Build application, uh, to make this product between nine and five. Right, we don't want to work after five, everything needs to be, I mean, we have to routinize it so that it's possible to be made between nine and five. Um, right, so this also takes a very different, a very different, um, kind of a very different shape than it takes in Rue 89, um, where instead of automation, that's almost the, the kind of, a, I mean, instead of automation there, you actually, they actually had put in place a small team uh, adjusting the, the content for the magazine. They have in place a team that actually adjusts the content uh, for the iPad application. The website has its own, its own newsroom. Uh, the only thing that is automatized is the iPhone uh, application, of which they are not they are not very satisfied so I guess that I mean I would like to make a claim that the relationship is in favor of, of management one could say or journalism in, in order to, to do business to make business all right so very very short and and uh, just brainstorming conclude the remarks but my, my, the whole idea is to actually uh, go beyond this opposition between journalism and management and show that that maybe it's not an opposition or it doesn't have to be an opposition there are I mean different kinds of relationship uh, that maybe journalism is in support of management or management is in support of journalism or finding some other ways to talk about these logics or orders of worth or whatever you uh, or whatever you know whatever I decide to, to call them um, the other, the other interesting issue, I think, is the role that technology plays plays uh, plays in uh, in shaping this relationship, in the sense that um, um, in the sense that it's difficult to make a technological deterministic argument, uh, but but technology ha is loaded with political. Uh, dynamics, uh, and this is very clear in 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 GIP, where where I think that the technology has been loaded with the kind of the, with the with the idea of automation taking the interest of of the management. Uh, so in other words, I think that there I think that it's difficult to say that, for example, the web in the on the web journalism versus management takes a certain shape because of the web. But I think it's instead because the the new uh, technology offers or the new technological possibility offer a way to reshape a relationship uh, that was there before and also maybe to question then political relationship and power dynamics between journalism and management, for example, uh, in the newsroom.